Very briefly, I want to just, for five minutes, I want to just talk about the anointing. We talked about this last week, or I think the week before. It's great to have Paul here with us, too, from Baltimore, from our home church back home. Um, John chapter 9, verse 11, we see this very interesting story about the blind man. Okay, he's blind. And just stick with me here five minutes, and we're going to have our guest speaker come up. John chapter 9, verse 11, talks about a blind man. He's blind. Why is he blind? Because his mother or father, we don't know which one, had a sexually transmitted disease. That when it's transmitted upon birth, uh, the child is blinded. And so that is why at the beginning of this chapter, we see the righteous, pharisaical mafia of the time racketeering with their spiritual racketeering. We We see that happen today in Christianity. And they say, who sinned that this kid is blind? You ever look at somebody's calamity and ask that question? Who made the mistake here? I've done that. And Jesus says, no. He just says, no. He says, neither. And he said, that the, that, the glory of, that the glory of Christ or that the glory of God may be revealed. What's the, uh, what, is, what is the healing here and how does this happen? Blind man, spiritually blind, physically blind, does not see Jesus. Jesus comes up to him. What does he do? Do you remember what he does? And all the, a lot of you guys know this. He anoints his eyes, Right? The anointing, and I saw this this week. He anointed his eyes. Anointing, isn't this beautiful? Anointing. I just could park on that for hours, but we're not going to do that this morning. And after he's anointed, what happens? Does he see? No, he doesn't see yet. What does he do? What is he told? He is sent to the pool that's called Siloam, right? Probably not pronouncing that right, Joan, but Shalom or Siloam, or I don't know how to say that. And as he's going, as he's sent by Christ, what happens? His seeing is restored. This is what the anointing does. We are anointed by Christ. We are anointed by the Holy One that is in us. In 1 John 2.20, we are anointed. If you're born again today, you're anointed. You are anointed. It's not The anointing, we said this before, does not belong to a select few of the elite spiritually adept people. And nobody can touch their corner that they have on the anointing or the giftings. No. We are anointed because we have the anointed one in us. And this anointing, as he goes, he is healed. How many times in your life have you been in a place when you were, as we heard Pastor Michael say about uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I love he brought that across because humility begins with Christ. Humility is not thinking too highly of myself and it's not thinking too lowly of myself. It's just I'm not thinking about myself at all. I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm looking at Jesus Christ, and I'm making him great in my life. And as we exalt him, we are healed. And as we are sent with an anointing in our life, as we're obedient to that sending, sight comes into our life. Let me ask you, you've been sent. You've been sent here this morning. You've been sent by God. There's a geographical sending in your life. And if you're obedient to that, you're going to see. Things are going to get clearer and clearer in your life. And so Revelation chapter 3, verse 13 the Laodicean church, the problem that they had, which is the church that is the present day condition of the church, which is neither hot nor is it cold, but it's just got great teaching and it's got a great program, but it's got no power. It's got nothing going. There's people walk in and they walk out the same. There's no transformation because as the anointing is not there, that breaks the yoke in Isaiah chapter 10. Revelation chapter 3, verse 13. What is the divine resolution or divine prognosis for the Laodicean church, that they would do three things. Number one, that they would get 
to themselves words that have been that are like gold tried in the fire. Words that are tried. What we talk about here when we preach at Evergrace, we are talking about golden words that come from the Word of God that have been tried. It's not some new kind of philosophy that's not been proven, but it's tried. Number two, he says, white garments. These white garments represent the righteousness that we have in Christ by faith. I don't know what you feel about yourself today if you think you're a good Christian or a bad Christian or there's things that are not perfect in your life. When Pastor Michael was saying, present your body as a living sacrifice, that means everything. All of our, all of our stuff. <laughs> all, of our, all of our stuff that's like not going good this week. I wasn't, I wasn't believing in that area of my life and I wasn't doing great in that area and even all my good stuff. That's all going on the altar and that's all my issues just going on the altar, which is the cross. And we bring that. Righteousness comes by faith. And then what's the last thing he says? That you would be anointed. You ever see that in Revelation 3 verse 13? You ever see that? Revelation 3 verse 13. I don't know if it's out there. She would be anointed. What does that mean? It means that we are anointed already, but that we would function in that anointing. That we would surrender in humility to the Lord, who is the Lord, the head of the church. I'm not the head of the church. The Lord is the head of the church. The Spirit of God is the, is the head of the church. And when we surrender to that and we don't grieve the anointing in our life, the manifestation of the anointing in our life, then we see a work of God, a beautiful work of God. I want to close with this. Why are we anointed? Why are you anointed? I know that many of you sit in here and sometimes when you're by yourself, you're thinking you're dreaming with God about what, you're, what you want to do. You do that? Ever do that? Like I'm dreaming with God. Like... Because, there, because when, when Hudson Taylor heard the grace message for the first time, it says he laid out on the floor before the Lord and said, I'm so astounded at your grace and your love and your mercy and your kindness to me that I want you, I'm just asking you to give me something to do that I could serve you. And why are we anointed? I like how Jesus said this in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And every believer can say this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Why? That you can be a spectacular, high-profile individual in the religious community? No. That what we would do what? He has anointed me. Why? Three things. To preach the gospel of grace. Like to go to my neighbor who nobody ever talks to and say, you know what? God loves you and he wants to bless you despite of who you are. Right? Amen? Grace. And number two, he is sent for us. He sent us. By the way, remember, we are the blind guy. Jesus has anointed us. We are obedient to that calling in our life. And when we preach the gospel to the poor, and when we proclaim liberty to the captive, guess what happens? We start seeing things differently. We look at our cul-de-sac differently. We're looking at our neighbors differently. Amen? We can, say, we can talk a little bit here. We're, we're not crusty people here. Proclaim the liberty to the captives. It means addictions. You know, Mike was talking about the... I think that's a very big ministry that we could be praying about in the future, that God would some way use Evergrace in that world of addictions. And then lastly, recovering the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed. You know that there are Christians, there are people today that don't know the glory of God. They don't know the glory of who is Jesus Christ. They don't know Him. That's what we're preaching here, that people live in bondage. They live in oppression, demonic oppression that is not of God. They live, in, they live in forms of depression that is not of God. What is our anointing? Our anointing is, whether it's I'm doing the worship, whether it's I'm doing house church like Marat does with his, with his, um, with his 
with his family, or whether it's like Joan, who just goes around and just shares the, the message about the repairing of the breach, we need to be obedient to that anointing. And when we are obedient to that anointing, and if you don't know what it is, then just say, come into the body of Christ and say, God, send me. Send me to the toddlers. Yeah, please go to the toddlers. <laughs> and you're going to see things differently, amen? That's the end of what I have to say this morning.